Hey, it's America's Supermom. Thank you for joining me on my podcast. This series is the Corona Chronicles. I created this so that we would have an outlet of positivity in the midst of a lot of negativity. You know what I'm talking about. All the news, the fear around this virus, um, how it can affect us, um, what the new normal is looking like, and how so many things have changed that a lot of people feel like um, it is the end of the world, so to speak. So this podcast was created so that those of us who have hope, who are willing to move forward with this new normal and uh, innovate new things that will help us to be creative and positive, that is what this platform is for, for us to come together and share that positivity and that light with those who may need it. So if you're interested in sharing your insight, please reach out because we can never have enough positive news. So sit back and enjoy the show. I want to thank you guys for joining me today. I'm really excited about my next guest, Linda Waterhouse. We actually got connected uh, through a networking group. Uh, I believe it was through um, Angel Tussie did a uh, event and uh, Linda was one of the presenters. And so um, I just am really excited for her to come and share some insight about LinkedIn. Uh, she did a very informative presentation and uh, just another testament of the importance of networking, uh, of uh, transitioning from live events to virtual, and just the fact that we can continue to move the ball forward, so to speak, in spite of these uncertain times that we're living in. So uh, at this time, I'm going to give Linda the opportunity to introduce herself before we get into the interview. Good morning, Lachelle. Thank you so much for having me here. It is really interesting, you know, how how our circles, you know, intersect and, and how different people meet, isn't it? Yes, absolutely. As, um, you know, I'm, I'm so glad that you were on the um, on the networking um group with Angel that that we met on. And, um, you know, I do LinkedIn and I have, even before the pandemic, I always felt that LinkedIn was a great addition to face-to-face networking. Um, But even now it's even more important because many of us don't feel comfortable going out in groups, uh, you know, that often. Yesterday was the first time, it was really kind of interesting that there was a networking event here in New Jersey that I went to that I was very excited because there was a group of women, we've started a new kind of networking group here uh, since the pandemic started. And I've always Zoomed with them, uh, but had this was the first time that I was meeting them face to face. So it was really exciting. And uh, I think we need to do a little bit of both online and offline. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So how did it go? You know, everybody I'm sure was a little, you know, it's, you're excited, but trepidatious at the same time. Yes. And before I went, I gave myself permission to, uh, to leave if I didn't feel that people were being safe. But I was yeah. glad to see that almost everybody was wearing their mask and we were staying, you know, not not on top of each other, which was really good. And when we had to take off our masks to eat, then people did move 
further apart. So I, I, I was glad to see the level of awareness that at least the people at that event had. That is awesome. Now, so was it outdoor seating or what type of arrangements? Because for some people listening, they haven't experienced that. So they may be thinking, okay, we need to do some of that. How, what was it set up like? It was, it was all outside. There was really no seating, you know, like many networking mm. events, it's mostly standing and mingling, mm -hmm. um, which, which was great. It was um, the, uh, the, the purpose of the event was to celebrate a grand opening of an active adult community. So there were mm. uh, there was a chance to do a tour, but you know people again wore masks and um, you know we we kind of kept our distance as as we could. Mm. So it was really it was really a wonderful opportunity. It, it was kind of funny because over Zoom we we always see each other's faces, but there right. we could only see our eyes, but then we could see our bodies. So I could see how tall everybody was compared to me because I'm I'm kind of short. <laughs> <laughs> You don't really get that sense when you're just sitting on Zoom, you know? Isn't that the truth? Because I'm only five foot, so I definitely know the feeling of people uh, being a lot taller than I imagine them being. You know, it, when we're on video, it's like, oh, we're all the same size. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I tower over you at five foot two, so. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Okay. So now, so for many of us who were um, listening, you know, tell us some things about LinkedIn that, you know, um, you've got a lot with these social media platforms and everybody is saying Facebook is the one and others are saying Instagram, Twitter, you know, all these different platforms. So what is it that makes LinkedIn so unique? Well, I, I think that it depends what everybody's goal is. What mm -hmm. I like about LinkedIn is that it's the only social platform that's geared towards business. So mm -hmm. we see a lot less of what I call the nonsense that we mm -hmm. see on other platforms like Facebook and Instagram. Um, mm -hmm. Everybody is not, um, you know, kind of posting pictures of their, their perfect life like the way they do on Instagram. And people mm -hmm. are generally... Uh, less, there's a less of a tendency to go off on rants on LinkedIn. So mm -hmm. although I understand that a lot of people think it's kind of boring, uh, I really, I really like it because I can focus on business when I, when I want to relax and be with friends then I, you know, I will go on the other platforms, but during, you know, during the majority of the day, you know, especially because I am a business to business person that mm -hmm. um, I find LinkedIn to be very useful. Now, what I have found uh, when I started focusing on LinkedIn, I was very surprised to see that LinkedIn is very searchable by um, search engines like Google. For example, if we were to search our names uh -huh. and on Google, the majority of the time, people's LinkedIn profiles come up on the first page of the search results and in fact, quite often, their LinkedIn profile comes up even above their website. So what this does is that it gives us the opportunity to make a great first impression on people who are searching for us. And believe it or not, I know that I often, you know, kind of Googled people before I was going to meet with them. And it mm -hmm. kind of took me by surprise when I realized that geez, people are probably Googling me too. So, so I, right. had to go, I had to go Google myself and find out what, you know, what the internet said. That's awesome. Now, so 
let us know some of those tips in terms of if we are um, coming up, you know, above our websites and things like that. What are some key things that we should have in our profile so that it is impactful, making a good impression? Mm -hmm. Well, the, the first thing is that many of us, when we started on LinkedIn, it was mostly used for job search at the time. So it's perfectly understandable. But LinkedIn is great to put your resume up when you're looking for a job. But once you have a job, you no longer want it to be a resume. You want it to be a resource that really is more client facing. Instead of talking about us all the time, like, you know, I won this award and I accomplished this and, you know, blah, blah, blah. Nobody really cares about us. They really care about themselves. So what we have to do is, is go a step further as to, you know, explain what we do, but how what we do helps them. So for example, it's very helpful that we talk about who we help and to be quite specific about it, um, how we help them and what kind of results people can get. Because once I started thinking in those terms, when I modified my LinkedIn profile, I really noticed that my profile views went up, my engagement went up, and I just got noticed a lot and people started reaching out to me. People started you know, asking me if I would be on their podcasts, if they could interview the, me on a, you know, a local TV station, or if I could you know, submit a blog to them, or even if they could talk to me about the services that I provided which is you know really great as opposed to you know me trying to you know reach out to others all the time it's really nice mm-hmm. when you're what i call when your profile becomes um, a client magnet so that people yeah. when they look at it they know that oh she helps somebody like me and she helps a problem that i have that need to be solved that is so awesome so um now so what is the best way for us to convey that message is it actually through the posts that we do? Is it um, through the featured items that we put in our profile? What What's the best way to kind of get that engagement going? Well, I look at I look at what I call the three pillars of LinkedIn, and the first pillar is is updating our profile. Again, many people I talk to they say, "Oh, I don't really want to go on LinkedIn. I'm embarrassed by my profile," and really, you know. There's, I always say, there is no LinkedIn shame. You know, we just, we start from where we are and and we move forward. Um, The most important thing to do is to update it so that it shows the things that we've been doing recently, you know, and, Mm -hmm. and LinkedIn is its own kind of search engine. So we want to make sure that we think about the types of keywords that people would be searching for if they were looking for somebody who did what we do and to make sure that those words appear on our profile. And I teach, uh, I teach people where the, the top places are to put those keywords. And one of the top places is in our headline. Now the headline are the, you know, the 120 and now it's up to 200 characters that happen underneath our name. Uh So for yours, I'm looking at it, it says America's Supermom uses her voice to empower women to create a lifestyle of their dreams. So right away, you're um, very clear that you work with women. Mm-hmm. And, you know, perhaps 
you are some kind of a life coach that you help women, you know, figure out how to live their best life. So if that is the type of thing that I am interested in, then I would be very interested in clicking on your profile and learning more about you. And when I click on your profile, you know, I see that you have a cover banner, which is the, the, uh, the big photo that's behind your profile picture. Mm -hmm. And you have clarity, positioning and results. So that gives me a little more of an idea. You are actually one of the minority that, realize that there is a cover photo on LinkedIn. And that's a huge piece of real estate that many people are missing. If if their profile, uh, I'm sorry, if their cover banner kind of looks like a galaxy that is a blue background with these white dot okay. lines, that's the default. So they're not they're not taking advantage of, of kind of um, bringing people in to let them know what they do. So I really like your cover banner. Your profile picture is great. You're you have a very pleasant look on your face. Your face takes up a, a lot of room, which is very important because a lot of people use LinkedIn on their phone. And that area is very tiny on our phone. So, and sometimes there's there's many people who have the same name as us. Maybe maybe there's not too many Lachelle Atkins, but for, for many of us, there's multiple people with the same name. And we want to make sure that they can tell, you know, which one we are. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and to get back to the, the headline is that the interesting thing about the headline is that it follows us around. Whenever we, uh, whenever we engage, when we comment on other people's posts, our headline follows us. So other people who are looking at that post and commenting can see not only our name and our profile picture, but our headline, which becomes like a little mini billboard so that we get more exposure. That's good. So, so our profile is the first pillar. The, the second pillar that LinkedIn does is it allows us to stay top of mind and be in front of the kinds of people that we, that we want to. Anytime that we post something, anytime that we engage, and by engage, I mean by liking, sharing, commenting on other people's posts, mm-hmm. we appear... And not only our network, but like if I comment on one of your posts, then I would appear in your network. So that mm-hmm. would spread my name, you know, even longer. So that that is a great way to stay top of mind, which is very important now that we're not meeting people face to face as much. Mm-hmm. And then the third, the third way that LinkedIn can really help us is for people who want to take a step further. And LinkedIn has very powerful filtering features where Mm -hmm. when we identify the type of people that we want to meet, uh, even the free version of LinkedIn allows us to filter people into like maybe job titles and geography so that we can Mm -hmm. connect with the types of people that we want to meet. And then we can, once we're connected with them, first degree connection, we can message them for free once we're first degree connections. And that's how we can start conversations and building relationships. That's good. Now, so when you talk about the um, profile for being like the um, mini billboard, what are some key ways that people should um, have that headline? You know, is it, um, you know, uh, just if somebody is saying, I want to redo mine, I want to make sure that it is capturing the right thing 
uh, for this little mini billboard. So what's a formula that they could follow to do that? Well, the formula, and, and I want to uh, repeat that LinkedIn recently increased the number of characters on our headline from 120 to around 200. So we have a little bit more space. And we should be very clear about who we help, you know, whether that's um, men, women, um, business owners, uh, people who are nearing retirement age, a uh, specific, specific size company, things like that. The, the, the more specific we get, the more people will recognize themselves. Like I even would encourage you to specify what kind of women that you want to. Because the, the thing is, is that consciously or unconsciously, we speak to different types of people in different ways. And we use different language. Like we would mm-hmm. speak to our daughters who my daughters are in their 20s. I speak mm-hmm. to them differently than I do to my mother who's in her 70s. And right. so even if we can help everybody, we need to, to speak to one type of person at a time. Mm-hmm. So we need to specify in our headline who we help and to be pretty specific about that, mm-hmm. how we help them, um, such as I, I, um, I help people learn how to leverage LinkedIn and what the results are. Mm-hmm. The people who work with me get more leads, get more clients, grow their business, that type of thing. You know, you have create a lifestyle of their dreams. So that's that's the result that women who work with you get. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's good. So I think those are key things because, you know, sometimes you can't see the forest for the trees, right? You're or mm-hmm. the you can't see the frame because you're in the picture. So I think, you know, some of these things, like you said, people haven't done LinkedIn sometimes or it's been a while since they've updated. So mm-hmm. these are key things for them to uh, include. So this is great. Now, so for somebody who is new to LinkedIn, you know, it sounds like, you know, for them to build a presence, it would take a lot of time. So what is an average amount of time they should spend on LinkedIn or a formula for the number of posts or what they should be doing when they're on it? Well, what I believe is that small, consistent changes lead to big, lasting results. Okay. it can be very intimidating to think, oh my gosh, I have to spend, you know, four hours working on my LinkedIn profile. And that can be like a mental block so that I say, I don't have four hours, so I'm not going to do anything. So what I really encourage people to do is, is just to do it in small chunks, you know, maybe one day work on the cover photo, another day, make sure that your profile picture is good. Another day work on your headline and then just go go down through their different pieces. Um, There's the about section, which that can take the longest because that's a kind of a big chunk of text. Uh But, you know, that again can be done in in stages. I see that you are using the new features that LinkedIn allows us. Mm -hmm. You have the, um, I see you have the audio uh, capability of having an audio clip of your name. It looks Uh like you've done that. Many people don't have that yet, and they need to look at their LinkedIn profile on their mobile phone to be able to set that. Mm. Uh, and you also have the featured section. This is this is fairly new. And if people don't have it yet, they can look 
on their profile in the um, and they can add it up at, up at the top of their profile. There's a, a little button that says add to profile and they can click on that. And what the features section does is allows us to put different kinds of media. And by that, I mean either video or audio or you know, some kind of a, uh, a download, a cheat sheet, an ebook, something like that, that we want people to be able to access right away. Something that we feel uh, presents us in our best light and gives people a great idea of, of who we are. And I noticed that you look like you are very good at posting uh, things on your featured section so that right away I can find out more about Lachelle and it looks like you have um, it looks like you have a YouTube video and I mean, probably parts of your your podcast different of your podcasts and things like that mm-hmm. awesome so that's good yeah so you know I tell you these platforms it's hard to keep up with them sometimes <laughs> it, it, it really everyone is. has different algorithms so let's talk about you know creating our um, presence on LinkedIn, you know, what type of posts maybe uh, we should be doing, you know, like to get engagement or, you know, just to kind of get started for somebody who may be new to the LinkedIn space or not really active like they want to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, the, the first thing to do is to at least get the first part of your profile up to date. Okay. And really, really think about the types of words that you feel like your clients would use if they were looking for somebody like you. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, like you have lifestyle, you know, if somebody's trying to change their lifestyle or if they're looking for a life coach or, you know, for me, if they're doing lead generation, you know, mm-hmm. then, then I want to make sure that those words are somewhere in my profile. Okay. Then what a lot of people... You know, after I haven't looked, I haven't done my profile in so long, I'm embarrassed by it. The second most common thing that people say to me is, I don't know what to say on LinkedIn and I'm a private person and I don't want to share that much. And I really invite people to think about LinkedIn as going to a networking meeting, but it's online. And, you know, just like we wouldn't be, you know, spilling all of our personal problems to somebody that we met at a meeting right away, you wouldn't be doing that on LinkedIn and that's perfectly fine. So we'd be talking about, you know, some kind of current events or something that is related to our topic. Um, You know, on top of lead generation, you know, I might post things about, you know, email marketing or running a small business, you know, something that is, uh, what I call an industry peer, you know, something that's related, but not exactly in my industry. Mm-hmm. And what really helps that a lot of people don't realize is that we don't have to create all of our own content. In fact, there was somebody that interviewed me last week and where she's posting, uh, she's posting a series of, of little video clips from our interview last week. And I do talk about what I call the 411 technique, which is basically for every six pieces of content that we post, that we po- we share four pieces of content that other people, other experts wrote. And then we post one thing that we write, and then one, th- one post that's a, like a call to action, which could mean, 
you know, reach out to me, download this paper, schedule a call, sign up for my class, you know, different kinds of things. Because what I found is that some people just try to, you know, sell, sell, sell all the time or, you know, do this. And people get tired of that. Uh-huh. But on the other hand, there's some people who don't ask for anything and they're missing out too, because we really uh-huh. are here to start conversations and build relationships and grow our business. So it's, uh-huh. you know, and, and, um, you know, periodic doses, it's perfectly appropriate mm-hmm. to ask people to do business with us and to expand our relationship. Uh-huh. That's good. I like that. Now, so how important are articles, you know, because a lot of people don't talk about the articles that, you know, uh, capabilities that you have on LinkedIn. So right. is that something that people should be uh, taking some time with? Because you said maybe one thing that you produce yourself. So does that have to be an article or is that just like a video? What would you suggest for that? Um, well, articles, again, be- because LinkedIn is, is so searchable by the, by the search engines that sometimes we might post uh, an article that's really very similar to a blog on our website. And we, we might find that it gets indexed by Google and it might you know, show up on the search engines. So it gives us another opportunity, especially if we are careful with the keywords that we've put in the title and the headline to, to get found, to get found not only within LinkedIn, but on the internet in general. So the articles, you know, and if, and if we are a regular blogger, we mm-hmm. can, we can, you know, basically copy the blog onto the article. And we might want to put at the bottom that this article was originally published on, you know, this, our website so that we give people a link to our website mm-hmm. and it gives us more exposure. See, LinkedIn really likes when people stay on LinkedIn so if you put an article as opposed to just a link to your website, that article is going to get more organic reach and reach more of our audience. Okay. And it's the All same right. with video that LinkedIn now has native video. And so if we produce videos and, you know, like say we say we store them on YouTube, instead of just putting a link to YouTube from our LinkedIn, LinkedIn will, um, LinkedIn will give that video more attention if we actually upload the video directly onto LinkedIn. And that's something that some people don't realize. Mm. Okay. So that's, that's some interesting stuff. So, um, and so it's not like uh, any kind of copyright or anything for us to um, load it directly onto another platform. Nope. I mean, this is, I mean, this is, you have to upload your own content. I'm not saying that you upload other people's content. Right, yes, I'm saying, you know, for your own, yeah. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. okay, that's good. That's good to know. So uh, this has just been some great tips because I think um, it really makes things so much easier when you just take a few moments to just ask a few questions and find out it's not as overwhelming or daunting as you may anticipate. You know, it's just a matter of, um, you know, taking some time to do a little pre-work, so to speak, and get started with some of these things. Absolutely. I, I really, I really focus on, you know, my favorite people are the people who, you know, might be a little social media reluctant. And I love to see the expression on their face 
when something all of a sudden makes sense and they're like, oh yeah, I can do this. This isn't as hard as I might've thought it would be. That really gives me a lot of pleasure. Yeah. So good. Now, so um, what is a good way for people to follow up on that engagement? Um, You know, in terms of like, if somebody likes or shares or something, um, a post or something you do, what would you say would be a good way to um, begin the process of taking that relationship a little deeper? Well, the best thing that I found to do is to ask people questions. You know, if, if I post an article and somebody likes it, then I can thank them and then ask them, you know, what was one useful tip that you found that you could use from this article? Or if anytime somebody comments, I always make a point of, you know, thanking them and answering them and perhaps asking a question. You know, we, we just want to think about it like face-to-face if somebody were to say something to us that it's very naturally is that we would respond and that's the way a conversation Mm -hmm. starts. That's awesome. And I mean, and that's a good tip because I'll tell you a lot of times you hear so much noise about being on this platform, that platform, you know, it's so important to know how to engage on the platform because you can be anywhere with any kind of presence, but if you're not using that opportunity in a positive way or to leverage in yourself, you know, it's, it's like you might as well not be on there at all. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so right. you might want to check get that right now. So what is the best way for the audience to reach out to you? Well, they can go to my website, which is lindawaterhouse.com. And from there, uh, I actually have a, what I call an accelerated course that I've developed during COVID, where it's a four-week course that I share, um, you know, really accelerated method that people can get up and running on LinkedIn. And there's also some free downloads that explains the best way to update their profile. And then I also have a a five-step daily routine that I suggest for people who go to LinkedIn and they say they're just really not sure what to do. So I think those are the best ways, or they can just connect with me on LinkedIn, Linda Waterhouse. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, I sure appreciate this. And, uh, these are some great tips and insight for many of us to uh, use to move forward and start, uh, you know, attracting the right people to us. So I want to thank you again for your time. Are there any final takeaways that you would like to leave the audience with? Oh, just, just that, it is, I think some people were waiting, you know, maybe consciously or unconsciously for, you know, the pandemic to kind of slow down so that they could then, you know, go out and and meet people again. And maybe Mm -hmm. some people, you know, need to just resolve themselves to the fact that it's going to be like this for a while. And that digital is not as good as face-to-face, but it can be really very effective. And the best part to me is that we are no longer restricted by geography. I mean, how great is it that I'm in New Jersey and you're in Georgia? You know, I never would have really met you at a networking meeting. So this is, this is wonderful. I, I love the fact that I'm meeting people all over. Yeah. You know, and really all over the world, because I mean, there's mm-hmm. been so many people that I've been connected to that I normally would not have even seen. Yeah. So it's, uh, awesome? it's really a blessing. So, mm-hmm. Well, thank you so much, Linda. This has been so informative and I really appreciate us 
uh, connecting even on a deeper level. You know, we met at one event and now we're creating a podcast together. So definitely a testament to people getting out there out of their comfort zone, so to speak, and meeting mm-hmm. new people, you know. Yeah. Yes, thank you so much. I really appreciate the opportunity to share because I I think that we all need to embrace, you know, new ways of connecting with people now. So true, so true. Well, thanks again. And I look forward to us collaborating again in the future. Oh, I hope so. Thank you so much, Lachelle. All right, you have a great day. Bye. Bye. Thank you for joining me on this episode I really enjoy providing content that inspires and challenges us to be a better version of ourselves. If you are interested in being a guest on the show, please email me at info at LachelleAdkins.com. You can also reach out to me on Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram, Pinterest, or my YouTube channel. If there was something in this episode that resonated with you, it it probably will resonate with someone else. So please share it. It's free. It doesn't cost anything. But those aha moments, those moments of really getting something and changing your perspective are very, very pivotal in having people um, change the trajectory of their lives. And so being able to share insightful information so that other people can grow is the easiest thing that we can do as we pay it forward. So again, I want to thank you all for listening. And if you have time, write out a review. Go to iTunes, Anchor, uh, wherever you can um, find this podcast on any of those platforms and write a review about um, what impact this episode Uh, had on you, what you learned or whatever. Um, Any feedback is great because it just helps me to understand what content is really beneficial for those that are listening. So again, I want to thank you all for your support and taking the time to spend some time with me and my guests. And I wish you a wonderful day. Thanks for listening.